Hey everybody, Dracos here. Now before we start season seven of Euphoria, I think it's important to talk about kind of the changes that we have coming up and the biggest change uh, that many of you are aware of and some of you might not be is that Frosk is not going to be joining us for this season. Um, she decided not to re-sign with the LEC for 2021. Um, personally, I'm super sad to see her go. I, I really did love making this podcast with her and I want to wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors. And I encourage all of you who enjoyed her on the show as well to do so as well. Um, be sure to go follow her on Twitter. Froskeren is her handle or twitch.tv slash I'm Frosk where she's streaming pretty consistently and all sorts of different content from broadcast insights to <laughs> high quality League of Legends solo queue as it always is. Um, so yeah, give her a shout out. We'll miss her. Um, and on to season seven it is time to get down to business and that means we have to make some quick adjustments to the set and i think you all know what that means Hello, everyone, and welcome to Euphoria Podcast. It's good to be back. It's good to have you all here. Of course, we're available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, this is the first episode in a new season, but to really properly begin, to really get started, I'm going to need a co-host. And I think we have the perfect person of my, in mind. And with the power of special effects from the early 2000s, he will join me now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Cadrill. <laughs> we have no, you could just not I've put the arrived. special effects it in. Put the special effect. It looks so <laughs> weird. It was so bad. Anyway, welcome, Kendall. It's so good to have you, one, on the casting team, and two, here on Euphoria with me. Um, first, how does it feel not to be, like, how does it feel to be on the other side now? It's not weird. a pro player. I've gone across the fence now, right? I've joined the broadcast. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I've been on Euphoria two or three times as a player. Yeah. Now I'm co-hosting it. That's cool. I don't know. If you asked me a year, like me a year ago from now, you know, I was mm -hmm. prepping for the start of the year with Excel, new team, making playoffs maybe. And now I'm uh, now I'm the LEC broadcast dude, casting this weekend with you. Yeah, it's How sick hype. is that? So ready. We're going to open the show. It's going to be an absolute banger. I hope you guys are as excited for it as we are. Um, what are you most excited about? About like generally about being a caster, being on broadcast? Like are there, there things when you, when you signed your contract, when you made this decision that you were like really looking forward to? I think just getting back into it, I, I think the, the thing that I most enjoyed at Worlds was doing the casting at Worlds Plains. And the, I think the community received it super, super well. And it was not something that I ever thought like, oh, maybe next year I'll consider it. It was just something like, oh, I've got nothing to do. I may as well try it out. And then um, I progressively through EU Masters, LEC playoffs into Worlds, being on the desk as Worlds semifinals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This whole transition, like it was just an upwards trend. And I thought, wow, this was so much fun. And then I thought of like the other sides, you know, like when the crowds come and the COVID goes away and stuff like this and being in a huge arena, perhaps casting all these semifinals and finals. It sounds so much fun. And yeah, this weekend's where it begins. Yeah. You're my duo partner. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> so be hype. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm low-key dreading. Um, we're in Germany. And for those who don't know, there's like rumors of like a mega lockdown abound. Oh, no. And I don't know what that means for us from a work perspective. I won't yeah. know speculate on what it actually means but i'm afraid it means we have to go home because i'm like so hyped to like be in the studio yeah. together on the desk really kick things off properly you know new year and like our little slice of kind of pretending that there's not a massive pandemic going on actually getting to work face to face you know very yeah. much a, a, a blessing even if there's a giant plastic screen between us but then who knows we could also be like in a moment's notice Merkel could just be like back to your homes boys inside again up. <laughs> yeah no i think i think <laughs> casting the weekend will be really good uh, i think yeah. the studio is gonna be super nice i think that 
our casting duo is going to be meme central with a lot of serious <laughs> sides as well so it's going to be super cool it's going to be interesting to find the balance we're going to have to yeah. definitely um figure out the identity as well well Cadrel, happy to have you Thank but you. of course as good as it is to have you here we got we have a lot to talk about today uh-huh. so how about we let's let's jump into it all right to kick things off off season this year was absolutely massive so to catch you up in the fastest and potentially least effective way possible i'm going to run through literally every single roster change across the league um as as quickly as i can generally okay so first astralis dropped everyone but nuke deck astralis rebranding from origin they got the mouse bottom lane of promise q and jessica they got the ago rogue jungler zanzara you may also know him from the lcl and they got the big top laner uh, white knight big of course from the german league they draw uh excel esports next on the list dropped special picked up the polish legend checo lad we stole Kadrol, so they had to pick up dan <laughs> and cries is still there uh dreams is gone from Schalke, and former sk support limit is in oda Wamne has left Schalke, and tsm broken blade has joined and fun fact broken blade has the best elo to height ratio of any player in the world next up is mad lions arome and shadow are gone armut formerly of supermassive who did destroy them in plans is now their top laner along Side Mavi Star Rider Jungler El Yoya Misfits Doss is gone Vander is in he's going to share the bench with Denik we'll get to find out who uh, who lives there permanently Dan Dan is done done he will not be playing top lane this season but they have replaced him with two different top laners Aggressivo promoted from Misfits Premier and Herit from 1907 Fenerbahce Esports that's right 1907 Fenerbahce Esports Fevin is also gone now replaced with LDLC uh, LDLC mid laner VTO on Rogue Finn and Vander are gone Odawamne and the AGO Rogue support Trimby are in. Easy peasy. Uh, SK Gaming. Gen X stays in the top lane. Everyone else is gone. LDLC jungler Tinks is in for Trick. TCL Prodigy Blue from 1907 Fenerbahce is in for Zazie. The TSM Academy support Treats. He's an EU resident. He just went to NA for a little bit. Uh, takes Limits spot. And Jezu of Misfits Premier will replace Crown Shot. By Team Vitality have exactly the same lineup, except they got rid of Cabo Shard and replaced him with Segenda, whose name I will continue to mispronounce for at least the first week from AGO Rogue. That is four out of five AGO Rogue players now here in the LEC. Finally, Fnatic, Reckless left. He got replaced by Upset. Nemesis is also gone, replaced by an NA mid laner. Uh, just kidding. It's, it's C9 Niski. He's back. Reckless fans are, of course, in shambles because he has opted to go over to G2 Esports. Perks has left to NA and to C9. And, of course, G2 Reckless. Wow, big crazy offseason. Now, to recap the recap, gone <laughs> from the LEC, Perks, Febivin, Finn, Arome, Shadow, Special, Dreams, Cabo, Nemesis, Crown Shot, Dan Dan, Doss, Zazie, Kadrel, Trick, Xersei, Destiny, and Alfari. All those players gone. Of course, some of them have dropped down to different leagues, have left other places, but they will not be playing in LEC. Players who have transferred to different teams, Upset, Odawamne, Vander, Reckless, and Limit. And new and or newish players in our league, players who are returning. We have Niski, Dan, Broken Blade, Blue, Tinks, Treats, Jezu, Sugenda, Trimby, Vitio, Aggressivo, Hirit, Armut, Elioya, Checo Lad, White Knight, Jeskla, Promise Q, Zanzara. And if that sounds like a lot to you, it is. It's an absolutely insane raw season, raw, ah, off season. I'm done talking now. Cajun, we can talk about the teams. But don't worry, if you're still confused, there will be a lot more content on the LEC to run you through the new rosters, and it is totally okay if it takes you a few weeks to remember where everyone is playing, because it certainly took me a few weeks while prepping. Yeah, like, this is a lot. This is a huge, huge offseason. I think one of the biggest that we've ever had, most certainly. And, Cadrell, I want to immediately know, what team, what lineups do you have your eyes on in the offseason? Like, who do you think are the big winners? Who do you think are the big losers? Who Who do people need to be watching? 
I think if you look just at the league in general, you know there's the strong teams, Fnatic, G2, Mad, Rogue. If you look at the last couple splits, Rogue and Mad finishing first and second in summer. I think if you look towards the bottom end of the table, um, I think that I really like the idea that SK's gone with. I think that teams going for five rookies is, can either work out really well or really badly. And I think that it's a bit of a meme sometimes in Europe. But I think that this one is actually not bad. I mean, it just needs to live up to the hype, right? If you mm -hmm. just look across the roster, you know, Gen X, he roll-swapped from mid. He was super high elo the whole year, and he was performing really well in that roster. Um, and I think that if you look at Jungle, Tinks has always been hyped, and especially on social media. When yeah. is this guy going to get his shot in LEC? He finally got it. Then he got Blue, who's been called like Faker, you know, of Europe. He's like, everyone's hyping him up. He was rank one, I think, last year or the year before, sitting at the really high elo. You got Jezu, who's hyped from the National Leagues. And you've got Treats, who's been on TSM. And every, every TSM fan was like, put Treats in, put Treats in. So you have all these players who have got like, hype behind them or like promise mm -hmm. and now they're all on the same team you've literally taken all of the players who people think should have been in lec thrown them onto the same team and now well all of them have their chance to be like hmm yeah we deserve to be here and it could either turn out into a team where it's like mad lines from last year mm -hmm. or it could turn out into a team where it's like well maybe we were wrong yeah it's it's hard to know i yeah. mean personally i'm i'm really excited for tinks this is as yeah. you said i i followed tinks for a while in the eu early days of eu masters he's the guy who was absolutely mm. monstering people on graves he's always been that um yeah. that kind of player and, and recently he's been playing you know skarner or whatever in eu masters which is boring as hell but yeah. not meta anymore god bless um we're expecting carry jungler so i really would love to see these guys hit the ground running but i think you're right that anytime we build or european teams build these new rookie lineups regardless of how much potential we've heard it always feels yeah. like a little bit of a coin flip as to how everything's going to fit together yeah and i think like you said tinks was doing really well in new masters and stuff and i think that tinks career trajectory is sort of like he almost had a shot in lec i remember yeah. he was trying out for schalke and stuff like this doing a lot of nuke duck and then he didn't really make it and now he's really tried again and he's finally made it back to lec so it's been i think about two or three years now of people saying tinks deserves an lec chance and now he finally has it and I think he has a pretty good team around him. He is quite a selfish player. If you look at how he plays the game, you know, mm -hmm. he takes everything. Um, so let's just see if he can carry. I mean, jungle is quite strong right now. So Yeah, so speaking of kind of players getting their shot, I think we are seeing a lot of people coming into this who are, there's a lot of fresh blood, people mm -hmm. who have come up very rapidly through EU Masters and maybe played a few years in the amateur scene. But there's also a lot of people like Tinks, I think, who were on the cusp for a long time. And there are some names that are returning that I think people are going to have questions about. And so I want to look at Astralis right now as a lineup, because I think that universally, um, this is the lineup that people are the most skeptical about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have White Knight, we've got Zanzara, we've got um, Nuke Duck still there, and we've obviously got the Promise Cube Jess Club bottom lane. So, like, what, what's your read on this team? Is it is it as bad as people are initially expecting it to be, or do you are you more optimistic? I think that the doubt basically comes from if you look at Astralis Origin last year, they had players like Upset, Alfari, Xerxes, these huge names where you think like, okay, that's a star player. And they basically just scrapped it all, kept Nuke Duck and thrown in four players who are not so much rookies, but like have been looking good in national leagues. And I think if you take any organization that does that, Fnatic G2 just literally gets rid of all their star players and basically puts in new fresh talent, which perhaps has been in the LEC or is looking to looking at strong players coming into the LEC this year, then you're always going to have doubts. I think that that's where the main essence of the doubt comes from. But I think if you look across the board, I mean, some of these rookies are pretty good. I think Zanzar, he won EU Masters. He was easily the best performing jungler I there. don't actually think we can call him a rookie because he played for so long in the LCL. <laughs> True. I wouldn't really call him a rookie. <laughs> He's let's, also let's, got let's more war. Fresh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fresh blood. Yeah, fresh blood. Yeah, that's blood like, is the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the fresh blood is super good. And Jeskla, I, I, he was my teammate for a year. I think yeah. that he had 
good moments, bad moments. We had a lot of shaky times. I mean, he had changed support a few times. I think Jesco was playing really well on Mouse with Promiscue. So you've essentially got that dynamic, taking the best jungler out of EU Masters and then thrown in White Knight, who is sort of like a rock. I think he was a rock on UOL. He's always fine playing tanks. He's pretty decent on carries. Yeah. And I think that some more insight into White Knight is that uh, the whole year he's been top 10 in solo queue, I think. So he's been really, really good in solo queue alongside players like Gen X, Blue, uh, Tinks, all that stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's as bad as it looks. I think that it just looks bad because of the, the downgrade in terms of names. Yeah. But I think that in terms of play, it's, uh, yeah, it look promising. I think. Well, yeah, and I think people have a right to be skeptical about Origin now Astralis, right? Because at the end of the day, it was it was a bad finish with a they, very good roster. Yeah, they finished 10th. Finish, yeah, they finished 10th. They finished 10th. With, so, with those names. I think the... I, what I would ask people is like give give try to give the players the benefit of the doubt. I believe in yep. giving people that fresh start, you know. And I think that Promise Q had some interviews come out about it recently, you know, about how he's working really hard. And obviously, you have all these guys who are working really hard. So maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. But if you don't want, if you're not like instantly on the I really trust Astralis to make the right roster decisions, mm. like I feel you. Astralis and CS:GO, I believe in absolutely. Astralis and League of Legends, we're gonna yeah. have to we're gonna have the, to. The see. brand doesn't need to live up to yeah, it, the, right? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. CS:GO actually. has a lot. Of, they were one of the best teams in the world. They were the best yeah. team in the world for a long time. So now, if you look at League of Legends, Astralis, they kind of have a lot to live up to in terms of brand name. Yeah. But I think just looking across the player dynamic, it's really interesting how players who were in the LEC mm -hmm. then go to national leagues and then come back to the LEC. It's almost like this new drive for them. I think they have this motivation. They go into national leagues. They win their way back up. Players like Promisq. Uh, and Jessica, and I think if you look across other players who have done that, like Forbidden, Maxlor, all these players who have gone to national leagues and now are trying to come back into the LEC, uh, it gives them a new perspective on how things are. You know, maybe they lose their ego or they try harder or it's more motivation, all these things. And then once they come back to LEC, I think it's a new chapter in their career. So they're actually slightly different players. Yeah, and I think it's, it's actually really nice because I think historically, in my view, when I look at the way that League of Legends used to be, when it was just challenger circuit, you know, and not, not all these ERLs and, and the buildup of talent wasn't quite as refined as it is now is that if you come in to lec and you bomb out or you don't have a great split we we probably never hear from you again yeah. more likely than not whereas now the fact that players can drop down to national leagues and then still come back up that it's not a death sentence to have a mm -hmm. single bad split or a single bad year is really cool and makes me feel really good about it because there are so many players that i look at them and i go ah you know if it was a different team if it was yep. a different situation could they have shined or you know maybe are they just bad and you're never going to actually answer those questions if you don't give that player another shot and i love that that's what we're seeing um but as, as a final note here before we move on we've got mickey standing by to <laughs> have some fun and games and after that we're going to have a tier list to break down all the teams and where we think they rank there's a lot of players that left. Yeah. There's an obscene amount of players that left. For every player that's left, the players joined, right? And a yeah. lot of players have joined. Is it... I I feel like we let a lot of really good talent go out of the league. Are you, are you sure? About me? I mean, Cadrill, is <laughs> a, a final question. If you can build a lineup to contest the top of the standings out of all the players who have left, who would you, who would you pick? Ooh, well, obviously, I left, so I have to be on the roster. You know, the okay. best jungles yeah. left. No, it's going to contest the G2 <laughs> no. esports in the world. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, easily names that come to mind are Fari. Mm -hmm. Straight away, he's gone to an A. Perks as well. Those yeah. are the two really dope-ass solo laners. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're already a top three so, team just with those two, right? Yeah, I think the only AD carry who's actually left is Crownshot. Mm -hmm. So we'd put Crownshot in there. I think from the supports, throw Dreams in there. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually a really strong lineup. All it needs is a jungler. And there I am, baby. And that's your pitch. That's a pretty good team, I think. Listen, organizations of everything goes belly up this year. Yeah. And you're trying to put a roster together. And Alfari huh? wants to come back and Perks wants to come back. All yeah. I'm saying is Cadrill has a pitch for you. <laughs> but 
Well, hope for the best for the new talent. And yeah, of course, no. um, but if I wasn't including myself, which I think I shouldn't, I think players like Shadow. I think Shadow was really good. He just had a bad world showing. I yeah. mean, this this guy was twenty kills on Olaf against G two in a best of five. In, I think it was spring. Yeah, this guy. Is, I think this guy was really good. So it's really shocking to me how you have like also these players who sort of bombed out of the LEC after one year, even though he finished second place in the regular split. You know, they claimed third in playoffs in spring. I think this team was really strong, and then players like Shadow just just disappeared. Just I mean, like that. yeah, it's, the, some of these stories. You know, makes sense. You can see how some of these players would filter out, like Trick retiring. Yeah, Trick's been around forever, you know. And obviously, I'm sad to see Trick go, but like that—that's not an unreasonable yeah. leap. But for especially for the three names that I think of are Shadow, I think of Crown Shot, and I think yeah. Nemesis, who are just gone. Who are just gone. They're just gone. They're like just like that. And obviously, congrats to Crown Shot and Nemesis for being there on Genji now. They're content creators, mm -hmm. and that's super cool. Um, go check them out. Shadow is somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't know where you are, Shadow, but check him out too. Like support these guys without a doubt. But that caught me off guard. Um, and we'll just have to see kind of what happens if there's more changes coming into summer. But for now, we've got 10 teams. We're going to have to see how it works out. Mm. But let's talk about the big team. Let's talk about the number one team. And to do that, we need to call in our boy Mickey X for a good old game we call Duo Q. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duo Q, the brand new segment on Euphoria, where we find out how close our bot lanes really are. And who better to kick us off than the brand new G2 bot lane of Mickey X and Reckless. Mickey won welcome how are you feeling today are you optimistic about your chances of knowing everything there is to know um i'm feeling pretty confident there i think uh i i know him pretty well from from the little time we spent together but we'll see we're gonna have to find out so for anyone who doesn't know how this game works it's kind of a, a parody i guess of this marriage question game that a lot of people play and essentially what happened is we gave reckless a quiz ahead of time uh, with a bunch of questions on it he answered all of those questions. Now, what we're going to have Mickey do is he's going to have to guess how Reckless answered each and every one of this question. We're going to play across three rounds. We've got a five-question round, a ten-question round, and one final five-question round. And depending on our score, well, you know, we'll give you like an accolade. We'll be like, you know, is this G2 wins worlds? That's max points. Or is this, <laughs> hello, NA, this is Mickey X. And that's probably, you know, on the lower the lower end of the point spectrum. Um, so to kick things off, we'll start with round one. And this is this is the easy stuff. It's just pick one. It's it's a literal coin flip. I, it shouldn't, I think it should be pretty easy for you. We're going we're gonna to find out. So question one, rec would Reckless rather win worlds or have a superpower? Win worlds, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, which was weird as hell to me. You can I mean, pick like time yeah, control. you can pick a superpower that makes you win worlds. Exactly. So, like, yeah. You could you could literally be a yeah. god and he's like, no, I want to win. I think he would say win worlds. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> win worlds is the correct Just be answer. able to reverse time and just keep going to the world finals over and over and over. Yeah, you could just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just keep backing, like echo alting back but that over sounds and really over sad. again. That sounds too sad. What if his secret is he does have that power and in 2018 he replayed that world's final like a hundred times and he could never get any score other than 3-0 sure. or 0-3. Yeah. Like the enemy <laughs> off that just, it just never hits, hits the point where it's like he won. <laughs> He just keeps losing. What if Caps has the power? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Question two. Very simple. Money or fame? Like, mm. from what you know about, about Martin. I don't know. It's kind of a flip. <laughs> it is kind, it's kind of a flip, right? It's not as obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I think most people would say money. Uh, 
like famous on Pet either. He also I mean, Reckless, you've seen, he posts those selfies. They do really mm. well. You know, maybe that's what it's he's true, all about. Yeah. But maybe he would post more if he wanted more fame. But he doesn't post as often. True. True. Um, does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay, so I'll say money. Money is right. Money is the answer. Boom. Two for two. Which I think is the right answer, yeah. by the way. Because like, what is <laughs> yeah, what is fame yeah. like? What is usually you get a lot of money from being famous anyway, though. Maybe so. Maybe he should have gone. You can be famous through. for not having money. You can also get famous <laughs> for having money. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I guess. Wow. Money kind of. <laughs> wow. It seems <laughs> like money's important. <laughs> who would have thought? thought? <laughs> All right. <laughs> would reckless rather find love or find a good duo bot? Whew. It's tough, right? Mm. Same thing. But he already he already found it. <laughs> last year. Last three years, I meant. Not this year. Oh, okay. Wait, do you yeah. mean love or a good duo? It's unclear what you're referring to. Uh, could be both. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say love. No, he said like duo right? bot. <laughs> oh, Bro, he wouldn't take a superpower over a world's trophy. Of course, he's going to take a duo yeah, bot okay, over love, funny, yeah. which is crazy to me for the record. I think that that's probably wrong on the list of priorities. I just want to say for the record, I respect the commitment, mm. but I feel like... I was just thinking of the ring. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The commitment. I got prank. All right. Who has the better Gragas? Wonder or Mickey X? What does Reckless think? <laughs> me like how is that even the question yeah Did you actually put that question in seriously yeah, yeah i just thought oh, maybe he would betray you i don't know mickey x is the correct answer here's the one and this one I, I this will either stump you or you'll immediately know the answer and i'm curious to find out who is the better laner according to reckless is it mickey or is it reckless me yeah he said you He's Ooh. such a nice guy. I thought for sure he, he would say so. Do you think that's just him being a nice guy, or do you legitimately think that? I he think thinks- he's being nice. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. I ended him quite a bit. But uh, do you think it's maybe? Maybe sarc- he's used to it. Maybe he's used to it. Oh, <laughs> oh season so like, hasn't even started. He's People like- already flaming Noah saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, you know. I mean, it is, it is I don't know what ex. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pour salt. Next question, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next section. Okay, so it's round two. Well, I was just first five questions. Round two, we're gonna have ten questions. It's multiple choice, um, so there are a lot of options here. Some of these questions are gonna be easy for you, and some of them are gonna be, I think, quite difficult. So we asked Reckless if you could have one ability from League of Legends in real life, what would it be? Is it A, a Twisted Fate ultimate? B, Yumi W. C, Tom Kench E, or D, Zillion Alt? So why do they have like two users on and two actually good ones? <laughs> Some people are um, weird, man. Maybe he wants to be the Yumi. TF Alt. You think it's TF Alt. You think that he wants the ability to reveal everyone on the planet and teleport anywhere he wants. Yeah. Nah, he wanted Zillion Alt. I know, I didn't get it either. TP's I was like, broken. bro, I, yeah, I don't understand. I think TF Alt is clearly the stronger option, but maybe he feels like he <laughs> yeah, can live forever if he has Zillion Alt. But doesn't it get to a point mm. where you just have to spam your ult? Does it have a cooldown? Yeah, well, I feel like, I don't <laughs> understand exactly <laughs> the lore behind Zillion Alt, but I feel like if you're on your deathbed and you Zillion Alt, you're like, come back with full life, but you still probably like uh, have cancer or whatever is killing you, right? And then you just die again. Depends on the cooldown of Zillion Alt. Just depend on the cooldown of <laughs> if Zillion If it's a few minutes, you're chilling. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah. All right, next question. 
Reckless's most embarrassing moment in his esports career. Was it A, Worlds 2017 RNG, B, Spring 2016 Playoffs, C, Worlds 2014 versus Samsung Blue, or D, Worlds 2018 Finals? Most embarrassing. Most embarrassing moment. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good question. I would say the RNG game. You are correct. World's 2017 RNG, Reckless's most Ooh, embarrassing I'm moment. Of them. all of the ones, I thought that one would be a big fat flip. I kind of had to scramble because I didn't give him multiple choice, right? He just gave me an answer and I had to turn yeah. it into multiple choice. I was like, what are yeah. the other Reckless embarrassing hmm. moments? I thought I'd throw like some loses, some losses to G2 in there, yeah. but no, you, you nailed it. I mean, it's first I thought about uh, 2016 because 2016 was like the unsuccessful year for Fnatic, I guess, mm -hmm. when I had the Spirit Gamster roster. Yep. And then... He also mentioned that uh, the finals was like really like I don't know, not sure if embarrassing. Here's another word, but that was also an option. But I think he also mentioned at some point that the RNG series was like where, or he felt like that he got outclassed. Or no, no, I think he said something about Uzi. But Uzi was good. <laughs> it does. So it does, it does seem like that. That the Uzi is a is a trigger point. Yeah. So no. I assume that was it. Because I remember that game, I think Uzi was like, I don't know, 20-0 on Kog'Maw or some shit. Like, <laughs> oh, I think it was really fit. I don't even remember that one. Um, question three. I feel like this one's going to be pretty easy for you based on the discussions that we've had, Mickey. And Kajal, I don't think this... Actually, I don't think this will surprise anyone. In a zombie apocalypse, which G2 player would die first? Yankos, Mickey, Caps, yes. or Wonder? <laughs> Caps. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That was a freebie. Yeah, it's a freebie. Yeah. For those have to give me some actual questions. Like. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, Caps is the purest soul on the place of the planet, mm -hmm. which also means <laughs> that he would probably walk face first into a zombie and completely not, not be paying yeah. attention. Um, if Reckless had to go pro in another esport, what would it be? Would it be A. Dota Two, B. Overwatch, C. CS:GO, or D. Valorant? CS:GO. Yes. Damn, Bing. dude. Has, has this something that he's brought up? Does he talk about like liking CSGO or anything? Or are you just like, that's the other just, big eSport? I just heard, I mean, I never heard him talk about Dota. So I assume he doesn't play Dota. I heard he doesn't play like playing Valorant when it came out. Or like he said he prefers CSGO. And then I don't even know what he had for the fourth option. <laughs> Overwatch. So uh, Overwatch. CSGO was like, just yeah. like oh, that's a stretch. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, CSGO was like, dude, I'm impressed. Obviously. All right, next one. This is where we started to get per personal. Uh, what city did Mickey X grow up in? Is me? It, yeah. So I asked Reckless me. what city you grew up in, mm. and he gave me an answer. What did he answer? Did he answer A, Maribor? And if I mispronounce these, I'm completely sorry, Mickey. You can correct okay. me. B, Slovenia something something sad face. C, Kusperk. <laughs> or D, Zagreb. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what was the second one? Slovenia something something sad face. What? I asked okay, him so what city you grew up in. So it's Maribor, Slovenia something something, Kusperk, or Zagreb. <laughs> okay, so I hope it's not really bad at geography, but I'm pretty sure that he heard of Zagreb, even though it's in Croatia. Uh huh. And he might have answered that, but let me think. I don't know what your second one is, like the something something. It's sad face. Like remember that, like I'm just reading you what he wrote verbatim. 
So he could have oh, just really? written that in. He could have written that in. It could also, I could have also written that in. You never know, Mickey. Slovenia something something sad That's how something he would write. Um, but like, okay, so it doesn't even know the capital. I assume the capital would be in there somewhere, like Ljubljana. Maribor is for sure not it. I mean, Chushpark is the actual real answer. I doubt he would actually get that. Hmm. So but he had these four options, no? Actually, no. No, no, he had no options. He, he, had, he had no options. He had, he could, and I told him he could not oh. ask you, but he could look up cities in, in Slovenia or whatever. Oh, okay. Then it's fine. Yeah. Then it's Slovenia something, something sad face. <laughs> You're right. Is it, the answer? It's Slovenia oh, right. something, something sad face <laughs> with a sad emoji. <laughs> Wonderful. I know exactly which emoji it is as well. <laughs> he does it a lot. That, that's, that's classic. All right. What movie could Reckless watch over and over again? Is it A, The Avengers, B, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, C, Mean Girls, or D, Love Actually? Lord of the Rings. Two Towers? Sure? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. correct. Bad Boom. Match. Easy. That um, was a bit too easy. All right. Look, I'm, I'm figuring out the difficulty. It's hard to know what you guys have and haven't discussed. Um, <laughs> next question. Again, personal. What is Mickey X's last name? Is it A, Mele, spelt M-E-H-L-E. I'm sorry, I can't ever remember. Is it B, yeah. Meble, spelled M-E-B-L-E-H. Is it C, the capital letter X, or D, I don't know, don't use this question. Quote. Well, Mele, or how you pronounce it. It's Mechle, but you know. Mechle. M-E-H-L-E. I'm pretty sure he knows. You're, you're so pretty sure he knows. You don't think that it's the capital sure. X, as in Mickey X, nah, or very, I don't know. know. Please don't use this question. It's a trick, it's a trick answer because last time I was living in something, something, so you think I've offered it twice like come on, Rikas. You're right. Your mental, your mental fortitude is incredible. He did, He's in fact, right. he knew your last name. I don't know if, I can't say if he knew how to pronounce it because I, I didn't. I know, sorry. He tried. That's yes. why I know that he knows my real name because try to pronounce it. Um, he tried. I mean, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable. All right. This this one. This is the one that I'm. I kind of low key hope that you get wrong. Um, what I asked Reckless. What weird talent slash skill do you have? Did he answer a bubbleception, which is blowing a bubble within a bubble with chewing gum? B. Uh, he can burp the ABCs in under a minute. C, he can reenact the entire legless Gimli scene from Two Towers, the one during the siege. Or D, he took singing lessons as a kid and he can do all of Madama Butterfly, which is an opera. <laughs> okay, so I think it's not the last one. I don't think it's anything to do with singing. I don't think it's the bubblegum either. But then again, we never had bubblegum, so he wouldn't be able to show it. But I don't think it's the case. Otherwise, he would sure flex it somehow. He would like <laughs> he would mention it at least at some point. But I never heard of that. It could be something with Lord of the Rings. Wait, what was it again? Something he some can scene. reenact the entire um, like Helm's Deep siege scene, the Legolas Gimli bit. I think if, if I understood his answer correctly. Oh yeah, maybe that's, that's that's like even I can do that. Like, <laughs> so is that a special talent though? I don't. I don't think so. Also, can, when do I get to hear you reenact the entire Legolas? <laughs> <laughs> when I get, uh, I don't know, the same question. <laughs> All right. Wait, what was the last one? Uh, one he more. can burp the ABCs in under a minute. Nah, there's no way. Only Wunder can do that, probably. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go with the Lord of the Rings answer. Lord of the Rings. While while it might be true, it is not the talent that he answered. His answer was a bubbleception. He can blow a bubble with bubble really? gum inside another bubble using specifically hubba bubba. <gasps> he was looking up. Oh, I remember he was looking up hubba bubba recently. <laughs> All I'm oh, saying is, man, can you win worlds when you don't know that your AD carry can see- secretly do bubbleception? Aka bubble in a bubble? Bubble in a bubble with okay, a bubble. Okay, like you threw me off with the little Lord of the, <laughs> yeah, the, that's Lord right. of the Rings. Series. Not so smart, are you? All right. Not ever if he reckless, you got two more in multiple choice, and then you, and then I think we get to the last five, which I think are eh, a mix of very hard and very easy. If you could beat okay. any player slash team. Who would it be? Did Reckless answer A, 2018 IG with Jackie Love, B, 2017 with Uzi and RNG, C, 2019 G2 with Perks, or D, 2017 G2 with Sven? Um, I mean, I think it's between, uh, it's for sure not the one, the G2 with Sven. I think it's between RNG, IG, and G2 with Perks. Mm. Because with the G2 lineup, we won the last three four splits i think and he was always no he was three times second so that was like kind of i mean i guess but then again yeah they won against ig 2018 they would actually win worlds so i think that's probably the most likely answer but again rng used to be like the team that beat them every time kind of like at msi and 2017 i think but I'm still gonna have to say IG because he did say the winning world is like the biggest goal and they could have won worlds if they won against IG. So let's go for IG. Golf clap. Very smart, Mickey. Very well deduced. You're you're the G2 Sherlock Holmes. Yes, the answer is 2018 IG and Jackie Love. <laughs> um, yeah, good call. Reckless, there's a theme about Reckless really wanting to beat specifically IG in 2018. Well, there's a lot of questions kind of in this mm-hmm. quiz around that and he definitely... Um, yeah, pretty much any at any opportunity, he's like 2018 IG, 2018 IG, 2018 IG, except interestingly okay. for, the, for the 2017 RNG answer. Last question of multiple choice. What champion does Reckless secretly want to play on stage? Is it A, Janna, B, Vayne, C, Draven, or D, I want to play support for Mickey X? He wants to play support for me. <laughs> no, it's Vayne. He wants to play Vayne on stage. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you fell right into the trap again. <laughs> You're so smart, Drake. You know exactly what I was. I was in those normal games. Jesus. You guys were fiending for it. Actually, yeah, you were. Secret agent. You know me way too good. It's good, dude. All right. Well, you're you're hit so, or miss yeah. on the questions here. All right. This is the it's last. These are the last five questions. They're mostly one-word answers. Okay. So they shouldn't okay. be too hard, but they're very open questions. So first okay. question and the short answers. This is round three. Reckless's favorite champion in the game. Vayne. Yes. Very good. What is... I know that because... Because... Oh? I played Vayne. Do you remember one game? I played Vayne. Yeah. And he played Nami. And then after that, I was was talking to him about IPL5 where he played Vayne. And said, yeah, it's my favorite champion. Huh. Oh, you're paying attention. You're good. All I'm saying is that good duo cue material also sounds like good boyfriend material because those are the details that I think you've got to remember when you're in a relationship. Yeah, loyal. (laughs) Remembers the things that you say. Listens to you. Yeah, this is strong, Mickey. This is strong. The the G2 fans are everything. Yeah, I'm starting to see that. I was really good at playing memory when I was a kid. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's skill coming back. Uh, (laughs) 
Delete one champion. Who is it? What what one champion would Reckless delete? Hmm. Depends how recent this is. You can ask for soft hints. I'll give you soft hints on some of these because some of them are very wide open. No, 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 no. All right. Okay. Stay back with your soft hints. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think Samira could be one of them. Mm. I'm not answering it. I'm just like okay. All right. giving All right. him right. All right. Because he used to ban it a lot in solo queue. Mm-hmm. And, whenever, and normal games because they were just OP when I played against it. That could be an answer if it's like the most recent. And then if it's like all-time champions, it could be something like, huh. I can't think of any bot lanes that he ever mentioned that are like annoying. Probably just like the whole jungle rule. Everyone jungle rule. Huh. What's good against Vayne? Draven. Draven could be an option. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, I'm going to ask you. You got to give me a final answer here, Mickey. I'm going to give you Samira. You're correct. He would absolutely oh. demete, delete Samira from the game. My hint would have nice. been recent champion and or you probably see it in scrims. But yeah, he's not <laughs> alone. A lot of people are not a big fan of the the wind wall. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Actually, in order to play bot lane at all, by the way, if we ever do, you need to know this. We mandatorily have to ban Pantheon and Samira, or I will run it. Does Bard get copied? Yeah. No, just literally any champion I I play. It's just, Mickey's seen it happen first. The first first normal game me and Mickey play together, Mm. he's like, let's not ban anything. I was like, we might need to ban Pantheon Samira. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's like, he's like, it's fine. Instantly 07. Next game, Mickey doesn't even say anything to me, just instantly bans, bans Pantheon. Yeah. Knows it's <laughs> he's like, there's no it's way the we're ever... Game. He, knew it. <laughs> he knew it, yeah. Good memory. But Draco's running it anyway, so like, what does it matter? <laughs> you don't need to say that. Pretend, that you're okay. Pretend it's imbalanced champions, not bad hands. Please, Mickey. Uh, okay. Sorry All right. <laughs> Reckless. Uh, we asked Reckless, which team not named Fnatic is your toughest opponent? What did he think? What do you think he answered? Not Fnatic, toughest opponent. Oh, from now? I, from mm. And again, LEC team. Sorry, I should also specify. Yeah, from this split. Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Rogue. Yes, correct. He did. I was very surprised. But <laughs> I'm excited to see <laughs> how that uh, how that one works out. Mm, same. Is that is that from scrim results? Are they looking pretty scary? Yeah. To keep it as vague as possible. All right, nice. The, um, but they uh, they mastered they mastered one patch, but like <laughs> the LEC patch is on a different patch. So we're gonna we'll find smash them next time. All right, keep keep the hope going. We'll see. Well, that'll make Rogue fans <laughs> happy to hear. Um, now, last few questions. What role is the most OP? yes he also wrote but also the hardest i think not so as not to piss off all the junglers but he did agree uh, that jungle was the most op um that's bullshit <laughs> i think that is yeah i think okay <laughs> let's play overall jungle and he's just alt tabbing playing chess with me and yeah. just full clearing and then whenever he's done with the full clear he goes to gank gets a kill ends up being 10-0 and then he wins the best game as well or sometimes if it's all right yeah and then uh then he just wins the solo game as well because it's 20-0 so I don't know if that that's balanced or easy or hard. So, so maybe we have to, maybe he has to flex the jungle sometimes. Or yeah, or maybe they need games. to add. Yeah, maybe maybe he's they just need to add in a chess component in League of Legends, so you have to both jungle and play chess you see, at the same you time. You see like the teams on stage, and then the Caps has two screens, and everyone else has one. <laughs> he's got a chess board. <laughs> he's like run over to the other he's side of the chess like, like, window or Yankos or something. <laughs> uh, he's he's trained in this art for like years. He like alt taps twenty four seven if he's like. 
if he's tilted or something, or if he's watching a series that's really good, he just like plays solo queue and then alt taps while CSing and like watches yeah, the series that. a bit. I don't know how he does it. I don't. I don't even know how he's like yeah. following a series while he's oh doing God. that. But somehow he's just that's, like, a, that's yeah. a superpower. I heard caps watch series in solo queue. I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, a that's, that's insane to me. That's that's. <laughs> yeah. I can't even CS with all of he's, my attention focused on the screen, let alone alt tabbing back and forth. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a last last two questions. Uh, what champ? Will Reckless never play on stage? Hmm. Doesn't want to leak. Oh, I know one. Okay, I'm not sure if this is like AD carry only questions or if it's like any champ in the game. If it's any champ in the game, I think he would say Timo because whenever he says like, I ah, might as well pick <laughs> Timo, like he's like the, the go to troll <laughs> yeah. champ to pick, you know? So I would think that would be my answer. But if it's only the carries, no, I just go. Wait, in. do you I want a hint, or you just want to go? You want to go in? Nah, it's, it's Draven. He will never play Draven, Draven. on stage. Mm. That's good. <laughs> oh, so, so if the Draven comes meta, we know they're swapping. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to swap. And finally, Draven, Jenna, it'll be like what 2018 misfits all over again, yeah. where you and Hatsama just played Draven. More Actually, cut the clip. Cut the clip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last last question. This one very wholesome. What is the first time that you that Reckless laned with you? That he, from his perspective, what is the first time that he laned with you? 2016 tryouts. When a tryout, yeah, fanatic. Completely. Oh, boom. Like, yeah, I was I was expecting it to be like. I mean, we probably late before in solo queue, but like. I think it's a good answer though, because it's a memorable moment. Because what he could have said like 2015 solo queue, but would you have guessed 2015 solo queue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I 2016. I had no idea about that, by the way. That's <laughs> but, super cool. Uh, yeah. Um, Mickey. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. It's a mixed bag. I'm gonna make Phil. Phil, I love you. I'm sorry. Total up the score at the end, and we'll figure out what your final score is. And depending on the result, we'll give you a nice catchy title, whether it's G2 Forever or uh, guys, I think Fnatic deserved to lift the trophy here this year or uh, guys, it's... I think I got at least 70 I think you did pretty I good. Like I think you did pretty yeah. good. If I were a better host... It's like kind of like a jungle main's win rate in this recent <laughs> Oh, jungle keeps getting brought up here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, fi- Final question to kind of... So how are you doing? Yeah, I actually you haven't played solo in the last two months. He's a caster now. He doesn't, he doesn't play solo oh, I think I think you should. Yeah, I think I should get, get before jungle gets nerfed. Yeah, I just actually, got my computer yesterday, so... There you go. I finally get stuck in. Who am I kidding? It's always um, gonna be a Mickey, I think our goal here was one to have some fun and two to kind of just figure out how things are going with Reckless. But can you can you just share a little little insight before we let you go? Like, how is it the adaptation of the team? Does it feel really smooth? I think, you know, I did that monologue for Newsflash, and it's like drama. You know, ooh, blah blah blah. Will Reckless fit in with G two? But like, how how is it how is it actually going? Do you feel like it's, it's been going smoothly? Has it been a little bit difficult? What's it been like? Um, I think it's going pretty smoothly. Um, I think in scrims we're playing pretty well. I think reviews are going well too. We have like good productive discussions. Um, also outside of the game, he's trying to like mesh well with the team and like picks up our interests, I guess, like magic. <laughs> um, or we watched like series together. I got him to watch an anime. I didn't finish it yet, but eventually. What anime? Because the, the anime the fans Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. Okay, the anime fans are fiending. Yeah. The one thing that showed up on Twitter when I told people you're going to be here is like, make him talk about anime. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, so Reckless, the first anime and only anime he ever watched was Sword Art Online. And then when I heard that, I was like, yeah. I mean, I understand why he doesn't watch it anymore. Um, <laughs> like, anime in general. So I, I had to start off with a good one that I think 
anyone would like. I think Promise Neverland is exactly that. Like anyone would like Promise Neverland, I think. So yeah, that's the first one. And then then we'll explore further, but let's finish that one. We'll keep track. We're gonna we're gonna have a reckless weeb <laughs> check in week to week. We can see when you've got him to like neon Genesis Evangelion oh, or yeah, Ghost in the Show. When you get him when you get him that far down the hole, he'll officially be a weeb. Um you know, we can dream yeah. or all of Naruto. Not gonna happen. Or one piece. <laughs> I guess you're a one piece boy. Um, oh. regardless, Mickey, thank you so much for coming on. Um Final predictions for this week. Is this a 3-0 starting week for G2 Esports? Are you guys unstoppable? I think it's going to be a 3-0, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right, good luck in the weeks to come. Excited to see how this very dramatic roster swap works out in the end. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining Mickey. And you'll find out your final score when the episode releases. And hopefully you do keep that 70% win rate going. Always good to have um, Mickey on the show. Love having him around. Love talking to him. Excited to hear and see kind of what the G2 project does in the future. But as interesting as G2 is, we got nine other teams to talk about. Um, and to do that, Kajal, I asked you to put together a tier list. But one tier list isn't enough. Now, I could have written a tier list, but you guys have seen my tier list. You guys flame me from all the time. So I asked you at home to make tier lists. On Twitter, at LAC tweeted out a poll, and they took a hundred of the responses that were fully complete at random to build a fan-rated tier list. Now, Kajal, before we start running into yours, just to recap, the fan-rated tier list has the following rankings. G2 number one, Fnatic number two, Rogue number three, Mad four, Shalka five, Misfit six, XL seven, Vitality eight, SK nine, and Astralis ten. Now, there's there's some numbers in there too that make it pretty interesting that show which teams are closer and further apart. But Kajal, I don't want a one through 10 list from you. I want a tier list. If you're wondering why I didn't do this on Twitter, it's kind of hard to be completely honest because yeah. it's like, how do I read the response? It's, it's much more difficult. That's why Twitter, you get a one to 10 list and Kajal gets a tier list because he gets more time to explain and you guys get a single list. So we'll see. So this is the aggregate of our of our peers out there in Twitter land is their general assumption of, of how the league is going to stack up or who is on top. But I want to run you through Two teams at a time. I want to know where you place them. S through D, as always on the show. Uh, S tier being the best and D tier being the, eh, well, definitely worst. Mm. Um, so, Cajal, let's talk about the first two teams, Team Vitality and Mad Lions. Where are you rating both of them? So, I'll start off with Mad Lions. I think Mad Lions, throughout the whole of last year, are really good, and I think they've kept some core components. Yes, they've lost Peter Dunn. Uh, yes, they do get rid of their top side, their top jungle, but I think that that's actually improvements in terms of players. I think El Yoya was one of the best junglers in the ERLs. I think he's someone to be really hyped about. Um, and I think that the top lane they got Armut is actually a really good pickup as well. So I think Mad Lions B tier for me. Um, I think that they're not quite, I think, a, yeah, not quite A tier just yet. I'd say B tier, uh, but I think that they're a super strong team. They've kept some good core components. I don't want to overhype them too much um, because slotting in a top jungle is quite difficult. I think there's a lot to work on there. Um, and to clarify, normally when these when we do these ratings, we, everyone kind of has their own definition how for how they slot in and how they want. Is this your start of season expectations yeah. that they're going to come in at B tier? I think this team, if you give them a split, they're A+. a plus. I know there's no A+, plus, but I'm going to make an A+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think they're at the cusp of a B plus right now. I think they're just about borderline A. I would push them to A if there was a bit more time to look at them, but I think that... Startup season is always difficult. New top jungle, whole dynamic changes, especially when you change jungle. I think jungle mid support, those three, once you change one of those players, the whole team dynamic kind of shifts. Mm. Um, but I think they've kept the good core components of Humanoid, Karzi, and Kaiser. I think they're on the cusp of A tier, B+. Okay, and so when you, I mean, that feels pretty like a pretty reasonable assessment to me, right? But you, But it's good to hear that you do feel like in the long term that these are going to be pretty big upgrades. And I think there's a lot of teams where 
there's going to be debate about how two players are going to stack up against each other. And I think on Mad Lions, you could debate between El Yoya and um, Shadow, maybe, like in terms of what they're going to provide to the team, what they can do, especially yeah. after, as you mentioned earlier, like Shadow had some monster exactly. games against G2. He had a fantastic performance. But the good news for Mad Lions fans is that a lot of their skepticism about a player like Armut has to be pretty much immediately silenced by the fact that he literally beat a Roman yeah, at world kind of dumpster yeah like he had a game of shen like 10 kills or something yeah and that's not to say that a Roman couldn't have had a better performance or showed up but at least if there's some part of your mind that goes is this guy better mm. well here's some evidence that yes yes in fact he is yeah. a direct upgrade and that's why i wouldn't put them in a tier so much because shadow was a huge part of their whole last year i think that he yeah, barring the end of summer playoffs worlds I think there are, if you kind of cut that out, you know, cut the, cut the tape, stop the count. If you stop it up to the end of uh, the regular split, I think Shadow had an amazing performance the whole year. Yeah, absolutely did. Okay, so Vitality. This is a team that's only changed one player. They got rid of Cabochard. They brought in Sagenda. Now, as much as I think Cabochard was not a, I mean, slight problem for the team, you know, maybe he's calling for a lot of resources. Schemes is always playing topside. And then he, they, he never really had that carry performance where he actually carried the team, showed that he was a leader and led them to the wins. I think Shigenda is a good upgrade. I think it's going to fit the team dynamic really well. I just personally think that keeping those four players, from what, from my experience of playing against that team, uh, in scrims, on stage, I think I haven't seen enough from them to actually be positive about the future. And be like, yeah, I think this team is a top six team, could make playoffs. So for me, I think I put them at the cusp of D tier, uh, like a D plus tier. I think they aren't the but greatest team in the league. I think they're towards the bottom. Um, so yeah, I put them in detail. Oh, you put them in detail. That's yeah. what I was going to say, because you're allowed to have cusps in your future prediction because you haven't had to write that tier yeah. list yet. But in, in this tier list, D tier, that's that's big. And when we compare to the yeah. Twitter vote, for example, and again, Twitter vote, 100 samples taken from complete lists across these Twitter replies. So definitively not the most scientific top mm -hmm. 10 list. But the average score for Vitality, they ended up in eighth place. They're 7.41. So people pretty averagely like had this team just outside of playoffs on average across all of the voting, even mm -hmm. if that did in the end put them number eight. Um, yeah. So I would predict eighth, ninth place for Vitality. Yeah, I think that's why I put them in D tier. I think that uh, maybe a bit more time they could push up C tier. Because me as a person, I'm always the cup's half empty. Yeah. So I'm very negatively biased towards these teams because I think that giving them too much positive expectation is just a bad kind of karma for the teams, to be honest. I think saying Vitality is a C tier team, you know, even towards teams like uh, Misfits or something like this, it's not really fair to say after what we saw from them last year well we didn't see um, much and that's kind of the exactly. big, that's the big thing is that i think that from uh oh thank you for the twitter ranking list phil you Lovely. can see it behind us now uh if i'll continue to announce it as we go for those of you in podcast land but we have a visual too for you guys on youtube um my big thing is it's like did these players in the eyes of a public earn another split i would say no i don't know what happens behind and i think behind the scenes is infinitely more important than what the public thinks don't get me wrong but like at the same time, this team was not good. Ninth and 10th yeah. place finishes respectively, or 10th and 9th place finishes respectively. They didn't really do much. And you took away, even if we look at Cabochard analytically and go, hey, maybe he was calling for too many resources. Mm. Maybe he was like, he was the known quantity. He was the player on that team that we knew could be successful. Yeah. And exactly. so maybe the team is better without him. But like, if there was a reason to believe in vitality for players who were skeptical about the new players, it was because they believed in Cabochard and he's now gone. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is the wrong choice for vitality, but to me as an outsider, I'm like, at the same time, vitality, I would not expect them to look me in the face and be like, 
no, we're going to be great. You can totally trust us. Like that's definitely something they're going to have to earn. And I think it's not too much. I think, for example, for me, Skeens is a really good jungler. Mm -hmm. The only problem was he lacked so much confidence last year. I mean, if you look at the history trajectory of Vitality last year, you know, Milica couldn't get his visa. They had to play with substitutes. Then they brought in NGI in the G mm -hmm. to like substitute out Skeens because Skeens perhaps was having confidence issues. He went back to the, uh, the LFL, I think. Then yeah. he came back eventually in summer again. So there was a lot of ups and downs through doubts in that team. And I think I just haven't seen enough solid evidence of, okay, Two a weekend, you know, this team is actually looking pretty good. They're on an uptrend because it was always they're maybe on an uptrend. Nah, sub someone else. Oh, it's the end of the splits. They're yeah. really. I think yeah. that that is a good point. Potentially a reason to give them more of the benefit of the doubt yeah, is exactly. Vitality had a pretty cursed year. True. For all the reasons you mentioned, but yeah, the visa, the subbing players out, not being able to get the right players on the stage at any given moment. Like, I respect that you know Duke behind the scenes. If he's like, this roster is good, I will prove it. I believe in it. From what I have seen, I know the potential is there. We'll double down. Is it a risk? Absolutely, but. You're right. With the year they had, definitely more reasonable than like if everything was smooth sailing from the start and they still bombed out consistently, mm -hmm. then maybe you'd be right to ask more questions. But I think that's a good point. Um, next two teams, Schalke, Null Fear, and Excel. <laughs> yeah, ooh, you're excited okay, to talk about Excel. Schalke, yeah, yeah, Schalke. Okay, all right. We can save Excel for later if you feel like that. No, no, we can do Excel after Schalke. That's fine. Um, Schalke, I think... Schalke's a difficult one for me because I think that they had a huge, huge win streak at the end of the split. I think yeah. they were performing super well. I think, what was their win? Lost 11? It was huge. It's like 11, 11 in a row. Three or something, something like this. End? I don't remember. I think they were super popping off. I think that team is really stacked. So the only issue I have with Schalke is, first of all, they took away a big piece of their wins, which was Otto Amne. They subbed in Broken Blade now. They swapped in Broken Blade now. So that's a big factor for me because I think Otto Amne was, even if you look at their playoffs run against SK, they got lane swapped on. And Gilius said in the interview afterwards, yeah, Otto Amne was just shot calling the whole lane swap. We knew exactly what to do. He saw them play it perfectly. And that's just from the experience of Otto Amne. So essentially they won a game in a best of five and got momentum for the rest of the series, shut down SK's whole plan in the summer playoffs from a lane swap, which was a, was a jinx I think they had, yeah. just from Otto Amni's experience. So now you've taken that out, you've put in Broken Blade, who's very like sort of volatile carry, he gets lots of solo kills, perhaps he gets solo killed back every now and then, he like split pushes a lot. Um, so the whole dynamic in the top side's changed a bit. So you've lost this kind of rock. So I would be more confident if Schalke, I would say Schalke's an A-tier team if they get Otto Amni. But Otto has gone, obviously gone to Rogue. So for me, Schalke is a B-tier team. Um, I think that they're a solid B-tier team. I think that they're solid fifth place team for me. Sort of middle of the pack, really strong team. Um, I think that Broken Blade, if he shows up on a good day and has a really good performance, I think this team can push towards top four if they are really, really feeling it. Because I think that you, you, you can't deny the fact that winning 11 games in a row, that team has some, yeah. it has some kind of magic in it. Absolutely. And I think that like the public generally agrees with you 4.99. So around and obviously when you take averages the numbers get a little bit messy, but this puts them fifth compared to other teams. Yep. Um, but I think in general, like this is a team that you expect to make playoffs. And certainly with last year's lineup, you'd expect to make a deep run. I think the big things that I have my eyes on is like, how does the shift in the jungle meta or maybe more accurately, how does Europe finally accepting the carries or what we have to play in the jungle yeah. affect a, a player like Gilius? And do we continue to see Faker Dage. Because that's the thing that's easy to forget when we didn't see Shock at Worlds was that literally he was one, Abadage was smurfing on stage, and two, that is the most I have ever heard mid laners talk up, you know, anyone really in a long time that isn't caps. People were really hyped on Abadage. And I want to know does that continue? And if, let's say, hopefully, fingers crossed, in the next few months we're out of quarantine and we're playing back on stage, does that continue when he's back on stage? That's a good question. I think that depends on the meta as well. I mean, I think the meta is similar as to what mid was last year. The only kind of exceptions are Corky Azira gone, which I think Abadaga was really good on. But you're looking at Zoe, Oriana, Galio, those kind of things. I think that 
those are his comfort champs. I bet I guess champion pools kind of spread out quite nicely over the last year. So mm. the meta is going to continue. His team somewhat continuing. His jungler is continuing. So can Faker Dagger show up again? Because he was carrying so many of those games, I think, with Gideon. So good. Those yeah. Zoe team fights were... Na- there was like that 10k Zoe damage team fight or yeah. 5k or whatever it was. Around the Dragon, I think it was. Yeah, it just yeah. landed every single... Oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Hyped on Shalka definitely feels like a playoff contender. Obviously... Like most of these teams, anytime there are roster changes, you never know. Sometimes it's simple, slot in. Sometimes it's like, wow, the entire team is better yeah. because of how much greater the like synergy of the team is. And sometimes it's, well, it's a bomb and it just blows up in your face. So we'll see kind of what happens with Schalke. But Excel, Cadrill, they've lost you. So 10th place, right? Well, we, they never really made playoffs with me, so I can't <laughs> blame them. Uh, we think we finished 7th place. I think that uh, looking at our Which year... Which is great, by the way. The, the, the perma 7th finish and the 7th place on the tier list. Yeah, I think that's just memes. Come on, guys. <laughs> you got to stop it. 7's <laughs> a magical number to some people and a lucky one. But to me, it's a horror. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, we had lots of ups and downs. There's like a BBC series about our spring split. Mm-hmm. Lots of Excel vlogs about the summer split. Um, yeah, we finished seventh. I think we had 8-10 win rate and we had like a 96% chance to make it. Didn't make it. Uh, so that kind of sucks. But I think that the changes they made are understandable in a way. I think that you take the best mid out of EU Masters, Chocolat, who was... I mean, if you look at his stats in EU Masters, it was nutty. I think yeah. the only person that could come close was Leader and he didn't really make it into the finals. Oh, he did make it into the finals, I believe. Uh, but no, I no, didn't. he didn't. He didn't. Oh, didn't. He got knocked down in the semifinals oh, by yeah. Checo Lad. Yeah. Which he did. Oh, yeah, it was in the semis. They faced it, each so other. So they yeah. faced each other. And to be fair, yeah. Leader did beat him in lane both times. But mm-hmm. I think Checo Lad out, also out. I, I don't want to quote. Yeah. Because I don't want to. I don't want to get dragged into the Leader there fist fight. There was there and stuff like <laughs> this. It was a huge fist fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely bloody lane phase and certainly uh, a very tense battle between those two yeah. guys. I remember Cassidy's and Pentakills, all these things. Yeah. But I think that Checo Lad is arguably the best mini master. So that's a. An arguing upgrade, right? You've got the yep. best mid in the National League and you've thrown him into Excel. Okay, good. Now we need a juggler. And I think that Young Bucks worked with Dan in the past. He was with him for Alternatic for a year, I think. Mm-hmm. He's seen him scrim. So he must obviously have confidence in him. Uh, Young Buck is the six-star general, I believe, anyway. So he has some experience behind him to actually back up his decision-making. So I respect him for making the choices. Um, do I think that it's going to make them a better team? Not so much. I think that they're still going to be around a 7th place, 8th place team in my personal opinion. Uh, so I placed them on the cusp of D tier as well. Now, that's just my own personal opinion and my own expertise opinion. There's nothing like against them or bad blood. That's just basically how I feel about the team. I think that they're... Uh, yeah, I think they have a lot of development to do and I think that all depending on the meta is how I feel that team will perform. Because I think Chekolad is a really good mage player. Dan is a really good sort of Hecarim bruiser, uh, tank-oriented player. You know, I wouldn't see him too much on things like... a a Talia or a Kha'Zix or perhaps even Lee Sin, things like this, or a Graves. I think he's more of like a Hecarim kind of Olaf player, you know, bruiser, tankish, supportive way. I think that's kind of what I was last last year as well. I was like the supportive jungler, Jarvan, Set, Sejuani. So I think the playstyle in the jungle is similar in a way. Uh, they basically, me and Dan, I think we were quite similar. It's all on Chekolad, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if Chekolad can perform like he did in EU Masters, then I think this team could push up to a B-tier team. You know, you have no, I have no idea. But for me, just from looking at playstyles in general, I think uh, D-tier for me. D tier, okay. So yeah, that's what the final question was going to be because there's a lot of teams apparently on the cusp of of D tier, yep. on the border between D and C. But both so far the list is for those just, keeping track. Personally, I just think that the XL team doesn't have enough dynamic mm-hmm. to be a C tier team in terms of like uh, play styles, right? You have Tinks or an SK, you have Misfits, you have all these players who have different play styles, different ways that they can uh, approach the game, who can carry the games. But I think for me, XL is a team where Patrick is the carry. And that's kind of it. And you saw that last year. We kind of embraced that, right? 
I'll yeah. pick supportive champions. Everyone else just picks supportive champions. Patrick, I think Patrick is a top three AD carry in Europe right now. Yeah. I think if Patrick could slot into G2, Fnatic, Rogue, any of these teams easily, and there wouldn't be any change. If anything, there'll be improvement perhaps. I think Patrick is such a hardworking and dedicated player. I think, yeah, nothing but praise for him. And that, that, that is good to hear. Although I will, we can come back to that statement later because the idea that he's going to bench Reckless on G2 and you're oh, going to see well, improvement. Yeah. Well, not not so much improvement, you know, but I, w- I wouldn't see the team get worse at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Patrick yeah. Is definitely he can slot into the role of a top tier AD carry. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was just trying to trying to make sure your sentiment wasn't, he's literally better than everyone. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying there could be different dynamics in teams. That okay, for sure. Yeah, I just think he's up there. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's consistently shown that, that even in the face of tough splits, he's always been uh, a, cons- a very, very good performer. Um, even making Ash look like a hyper carry, which was very much not the case for most European AD carries. Yeah. Um, so D tier, wow. Okay, that's tough. We already got two teams in D tier. It's looking like it might be a struggle at the start of the split. Next up, next two teams I want to talk about are uh, Astralis and Fnatic. Now, these are two teams on opposite ends of our tier list, according to Twitter. 2.71 average score for uh, Fnatic. Very close to Rogue, actually, Astralis when you look at it. Place. Whereas Astralis are 9.59. Very few people put them anything but 10th is how I read that. That's, I think that's uh, a bit overjudgmental. I think, I think Astralis' roster is not that bad, you know. I think they brought in a really solid bot lane from EU Masters, the, the best jungler from EU Masters, and then White Knight, who's just like this rock. So I think the team dynamic is actually pretty well. So I'll start off by saying I think Astralis is a C-tier team for me. I think this team, with Nuketuck performing well, is actually a pretty strong team. I don't think they're a 10th place team. I think they're a borderline playoffs team. I think they're 6th, 7th. I think that they will succeed pretty well. I think just looking at, I like to look at holistic view, point of views, right? Just from a generalized point of view, you know, you have like a bot lane who are best friends from what I know. They're super, super strong. They are playing so well throughout EU Masters. Then you have this jungler who's like really ec- ecstatic there. He's really bubbly, Zanzara. You can see it in interviews. He's not afraid to make plays. He's not afraid to embrace a Skarner when he needs to. So he's really flexible. And I think it's all onto Nuketuck, like I said. If Nuketuck performs on this team, I think he's got a really good team of rookies around him, quote unquote. Um, I think this is easily a C tier team. Yeah, and it's something that I want to I want to see too because I think that it's easy to take the baggage of Origin in when you look at this team. But that project was a failure for despite all the top tier talent on it for reasons that we may never fully understand. So looking at this more as a, as a clean slate for a lot of these players and to a certain degree for this org as they've also rebranded, I think is probably the better perspective when it comes to setting expectations for this team, even if that is. Hard to do, and I understand why people would be skeptical because, again, like it's not you don't have to forget the failures entirely. But if you're trying to judge this team as impartially as possible, I think it's more important to uh, forget about last year, just <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. Um, Fnatic on the opposite side. Yeah, Fnatic for me always going to be an A tier team. Not so much S tier because I think that they've lost. Obviously, they've lost Reckless, so it's really hard to say, and they've lost Nemesis too. So they've brought in two new carries. I think, like I said, mid lane is going to change the whole the whole way the game's played. As much as I think Nemesis and Niski are sort of on the same chapter or book where their playstyles are similar in a way, you know, they're both sort of supportive mid laners. Um, I think Nemesis had more carry um, carry games when the Azir and the Cork and stuff like this. So excited to see how that team pans out. I think that Upset and Niski, Upset's always that player where you say, oh, he's so good, but he never really won a finals or he's like the player who should have won a finals, yeah. you know, he should have had success. And I think this is finally the roster where you've got self-made Hillisang Whippo. Yeah, upset bombs out now. We have to give yeah. up on upset. I think that he has three players to a top two in their role right mm-hmm. now in Hillisang Whippo and, uh, and self-made. You can see that just from the world's performance, right? Against top esports, the reverse sweep. We all hated that. And these three, two of these players are world's finalists. Um, so, yeah. And then you have got Niski, who's just come off the back of uh, winning Spring Split, I believe. Yeah, they bombed out of going towards Worlds, but he was playing pretty well, I think. So 
I wouldn't push them up to S tier just yet. I think if they had someone like Caps in mid, for example, then they're super, super strong. Paniski, if he shows up like he did in NA, I think that team's pretty, pretty strong top three. Yeah, should I mean should be very much when we look at individual capacity in roles, but obviously big questions with Reckless Leave, and we're going to see how that pans out. Um, we've got four more teams. I want to go to Misfits and Rogue next, and why don't we st- why don't we start with Misfits? This is a team that I have mixed feelings on, mostly because yeah. similar to Excel and their perennial seventh place, Misfits is a team that to me feels almost kind of cursed, where we have entire half splits is what I would call it, where mm. we see giant win streaks. We saw at the start last year with Razorok and his Echo games and just monstering, you know um people left and right and then the next week and the next rest of the split really being terrible we saw it in i think 2018 in mage meta when hansam was playing draven that was another time where misfits were monsters for half a season and then instantly crap and i don't know why it happens and it's maybe it's two sports superstition of me but in general it makes me feel pretty reserved when it comes to predicting for misfits even if i've already acknowledged that that's not the most rational way to do analysis yeah i do always I don't. I never want to sell myself on Misfits because I just feel like every time we're like nine wins in a row, Misfits. How are they doing and it? They're like nine losses in a row. In a row. <laughs> so how did you do it? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I'll start off by saying Misfits is a C tier team for me. I think they're sixth, seventh place team as well. Um, I just the thing with Misfits was like you said, they were just so inconsistent. I think they they've kept two good players from last year, Razork and Kobia. I think Razork was having uh, games in in Misfits where he was popping off so hard. Like I remember games on Fiddlesticks. Uh, games on Echo where they beat G2, all these things. So I think Razork has shown that he's a really good jungler in Europe. And I think Kobe is also stacking up pretty well. Now you've got like Vander, Agressivo, you've got uh, Vetheo. So you've got two, two players who need to prove themselves in Vetheo and Agressivo who had success in national leagues. And then you've got the seven-man roster, which I'm not a huge fan of a seven-man roster. Until someone does it well yeah. in the West, the seven-man roster is code for we don't know the best version of our starting five. Exactly. That's the problem. You don't know what the best version of starting five is. And it, it goes so, like, there's a huge story behind, like, seven, ten-man rosters, you know, screaming each other, subbing in and out, losing team dynamics, you know. Blah, 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 one blah, week blah, we scream with this guy, one week we scream with that guy. Yeah. We can't really find out the balance. And then and Misfits did this last season. Remember, we had the whole DOS-Denic Dos debacle Denic, yeah. where we... We heard that Doss was, you know, performing much better on an individual level, but Denik was like a much stronger, I believe, shot caller. I can't remember the exact language used around it. And there were weeks where Doss would just kind of run it. He had really, yeah. really brutally bad games, and fans were like, please, where is Denik? And so Misfits have not proven to be the best organization at utilizing a multi-man roster to find wins. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't, or that doesn't mean that them swapping in Denik would have meant a sure thing for wins. It just means that... This has not bought them wins in the past, this having extra people on the sidelines. Yeah, and I think that if you look, like you said last year, just subbing in and out players, I feel like if you have one, if you have a seven-man roster and you have that second guy right behind you and you have one bad weekend and you get subbed out straight away, it just hurts your confidence. It's just unnecessary, I think. You need to give players a chance. You know, They're not going to come out on the first week of LEC and just start going 10-0 every game, yeah. showing up. So I think the seven-man roster, I'm not a huge fan, although I think that like a player like Vander is really, really strong. So pairing with Kobe, I expect to see him on the starting lineup. And then I think the aggressivo Hirit thing is a bit touch and go. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, from what I've heard, Hirit is the starting the starting player on that roster. Um, so if Veteo can show up, Razorks like he was last year, Kobe is always as reliable as he is. Mm. I think that team is not bad overall. C tier. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, again, so to recap, before we look at Rogue, Fnatic in A tier, Mad and Shalka in B tier, Astralis and Misfits in C, and Vitality in XL and D. So where? Is it A tier to guess? Is Rogue? In, where is Rogue going? Rogue's going S tier. Excuse me? Yep, Rogue's going in S tier for me. What the heck? 
All right, so G2 hasn't come up yet, but I know G2 is going to be yeah. S tier because no, you're not, For sure. it's your first week. You're not just going to kill your career no, no, no. on the first tier list. Okay, no, all right, spoiler. G2 is going to be accompanied by Rogue and S tier for me because okay. I think Inspired is, if not the best, the second best jungler in the league. I think Larson is also the same in terms of mid. And I think that they've just made upgrades on their roster. And I think from what I've heard, Rumors going around, preseason scrims are not the most useful. Well, and Mickey said and that Mickey Rogue said, were the scariest opponent outside of Fnatic. Yeah, on top of what I've heard, I know Rogue has the highest win rate in scrims from what I've heard. And they're looking like the scariest team. Yeah. And I can understand that, you know, they've got Otto Amne, who I think is an upgrade from Finn. I think Otto Amne has showed in Schalke how much experience, flexibility and all the things that he brings. And Trimby is a player who was sitting super, super high low on the server. He was, I think he was on the RGO as well. He won EU Masters. He was looking so, so good. So... You've got this rookie support, you've got this experienced top. Essentially, all they've done is they swapped their old top support around in terms of playstyles, right? You had Finn, who was a rookie in a way, mm-hmm. and Vanda, who was experienced. Swap it around, rookie support, experienced top. And I think the team dynamics are going to work so well. Um, I think Larson and Hans are two of the best carries we have in Europe. And I think Inspired is one of the best strongers we have as well. So I think for me, Rogue is an S tier team. You know, they finished first place in Summer Split. So here's, so, I guess, here's my one question, yeah. right? Um, Mad and Rogue were, were neck and neck for most of the split last season. So why is Mad down in B tier with a with a jungle swap? And when you talked about this, you said jungle mid support. These are the swaps that we have to look at. So why does, I guess, Rogue get the benefit of the doubt with the support swap when you kind of compared it as somewhat equivalent to swapping out a jungler? I think that it's terms of relevancy and recency. I think if you look at summer split, you know, Rogue almost, almost took G2 out in yeah. a five game series, whereas Mad just bombed out of playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And although Rogue did bomb out of Worlds a little bit, uh, I think that their games weren't too bad overall. I mean, it was their first Worlds for the majority of their players. Uh, I think that this team has so much in it, and I think that the meta is so well suited to them. Um, I think, especially yeah, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, from what, from my personal gut feeling, I think Rogue is going to be contesting G2, uh, Spring Split especially, yeah. for the title. I think that's hype, and I, frankly, I would love to see it. It's about, yeah. it's about time we got another I, couple best of fives. I think Fnatic have a lot to prove what their roster has, you know, swapping out the carries. And I think that self-made is saying, obviously, this is the one of the best jungle sport duos in the league as well. So I think Fnatic is almost pushing an S tier as well. So I think the inch, that's the most interesting thing for me. You know, I think there's this trio of, Ma- of Rogue, Fnatic, and G2, which are kind of at the top for me, who are all going to be fighting against each other. Obviously, I favor G2 Rogue as the first two. And then you've got just a little bit of a drop-off. And then you go to like yeah. the B tiers. So let's let's talk about the final team on this list then. Because we could, guys, we could talk about G2 Esports, but yeah. you know. They they haven't lost yet. Yeah. They got reckless. They're going to continue not to lose. And we will talk about them week to week, don't get me wrong. But I don't want to... I don't want to bore you with the preseason speculation of how great they're going to be because even if they go 06 in the first three weeks, until they lose the split, G2 will be the favorites to win the split. Obviously, yeah, they would sure. really absolutely have to be running it for us to think anything else. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they have they had a couple of shaky regular seasons, especially in summer. You know, the first couple of weeks in the regular season in summer, they were losing games left and right. I think they had three losses in a row or something. Uh, even we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's something wrong there. <laughs> even though I think we played really well. Um, even then, I still think they're the best team. Everyone knew that even if they had a shaky regular season, when they came into playoffs, they're just a different beast. So yeah. I think that's always something you have to take into account for G2. Um, I mean, you just look but, at their players. For sure. But let's talk about SK. Let's round up. Because you were excited about this team and all the rookies and all yeah. the potential. But obviously, it's it's hard to know where they're going to place. So I don't know if you've how much you've heard about from their scrims or how much about from you've heard about what they're doing. But where are you putting SK right now? So I'll put SK in C tier as well. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of hype around SK in terms of individual players. Not so much the team in general, but just across the board individually. Like I said before, you have like Tinks, 
blue treats. All these players who should have been given a chance have finally been given a chance. So I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah. And when we look at it, guys, that's that's going to be the final tier list. I'm excited to see how SK perform this weekend. We're going to have to see how those players work out. There's certainly a lot of questions. One more time through Cajal's tier list. We have G2 and Rogue in S tier. Fnatic in A, all alone by themselves. Mad and Schalke in B tier. Three teams in C tier are Astralis, Misfits, and SK. And D tier is Vitality and XL. Interesting to contrary and compare to the Twitter ranking list, who again had G2, Fnatic, Rogue, Mad, Schalke, Misfits, Excel, Vitality, SK, and Astralis. So mostly the top five actually the top five the same slightly different orders but the top five is the same there's an agreement there but obviously the order of the bottom five very very different and we're going to find out in these first week especially because it is a super week coming up this friday lec on the way back god bless it is good to be back um but cajal as is tradition for euphoria we got to get some bets in somewhere we're not going to do them all the time but there's a bet i want to make with you Mm -hmm. we're going to start doing a segment here on the show Mm mm-hmm where we recap the previous week for people so they catch up, they get some quick highlights, they get some understanding of the, the really important games. It's not about, you know, the game where someone got a pentakill. It's about the games that really mattered, the games that really, like, shook our expectations. But what I want to do next week is do that same segment, mm-hmm. you know, but while totally and completely unable to speak because you've just eaten the spiciest thing that we can find. So if you've ever seen Hot Pepper Gaming, yep. shout out to Jared Rosen, one of the writers for that, um, we're kind of taking your idea and it's going to be hot pepper breakdowns. And so here's here's the deal. <laughs> Fnatic versus Rogue are playing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Rogue are second. And I'm like, you're probably wrong. I'm willing to okay. humor you. Okay. But I think you're probably wrong. So here's the deal. All, me Fnatic, you, Fnatic, you Rogue. Me Rogue. Loser has to eat the horribly spicy thing. I, I'm assuming we're going to get that Korean challenge ramen because it's, yep. pretty, it's pretty good. We'll get the 2x spice Okay. because the 1x spice ain't enough anymore ain't for enough. me. Oh, boy. So you're getting dragged down with me. Okay. And then yep. you're going to have to summarize it. Is that, is that fine? Yeah, I have enough confidence, Rogue. I know who's going to be eating those in the next week. <laughs> it's 100% you. Do you like spicy food? I mean, yeah, but there's a threshold where like... Yeah, there's always a threshold, there's, isn't that? It's there's a threshold where you think it burns pain. going in and then it burns a lot more the other way and you're like, oh, my yeah. life is living hell and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, yeah and the, after, uh, the aftershock. <laughs> oh, God. And then having to do an entire podcast after that, oh. my God. All yeah, right, we're, we're starting pretty tame on the bets, but it'll be it'll be spicy ramen on the line for Fnatic versus Rogue. I'll be predicting Fnatic, Kate will be predicting Rogue. That is day two of the week. There are three days. Remember, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday for this week of LEC. This has been episode one of season seven of Euphoria. We hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Lovely.